there, success seeker. Welcome to Dementia Caregiving for Families. Do you feel overwhelmed with the daily struggle of dementia caregiving? Looking for an easier path? You're in the right place. On this podcast, we teach you the skills to simplify caregiving. We unravel the mystery of dementia and guide you through the often difficult behaviors. I'm Lizette, your host and fellow family caregiver. As an occupational therapist, I bring my professional and personal experience to this community. Here we speak the truth, but without the verbal vomit. I know you will find value in today's program, so buckle up while this flight takes off. Welcome back to today's program. Today we're going to talk about caregiver guilt and the holidays. And to be very honest and very frank, this is a topic that I honestly do not know that much about. So I did a little bit of research. I researched what does it mean to feel guilt as a caregiver before we even get into the whole holiday conversation. Because I believe that caregivers feel guilty when they really should not feel guilty because the word guilt, if you look at it, it mostly shows up in a court of law, in a legal perspective, right? You're either guilty of doing something or you're not guilty of doing something. Guilt is an emotion that we experience that can be misplaced, right? We can have misplaced feelings of guilt when we really haven't done anything wrong. And so I want to I want us to consider, I want you to think a little bit differently about what it means to have caregiver guilt and what caregiver guilt really looks like and some strategies that we can do to to try to minimize the feeling. So what is caregiver guilt? So caregiver guilt is one feelings of not doing enough, like you haven't done it enough. Caregivers often feel like they should be doing more, even when they know that they're already doing a lot, right? This can stem from our own feeling of um, certain expectations that we're putting on ourselves, or when we think that society is telling us that we need to do something. So that's one part of it, feeling that you're not doing enough. A second way that caregiver guilt comes out is in our inability to then actually take time to take care of ourselves. right? We then feel guilty for taking time away from our loved one uh, in order to attend to ourself. We can then feel guilty for going out for a cup of coffee with a friend. We can feel guilty for wanting to go to the gym and exercising so that we can take care of our health. We can feel guilty uh, that we are we feel like we're being selfish or neglectful because we want to prioritize ourself over the person that we're helping. And I want to right here just say to you, if you're feeling that way, you cannot pour from an empty cup. We cannot feel guilty for needing to prioritize ourselves in this caregiving journey. You have to take care of yourself. November is National 
Family Caregiver Month, which is one of the things that we drive awareness of family caregivers. So you do need to know that you do have the right as a caregiver to take care of yourself. So I, I beg you to build it in time because this is a marathon, guys. It's not a sprint. But feeling like we're not doing enough or taking enough to, or then we feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. Sometimes we feel guilty because we were short or we lost our our patience or we got annoyed or frustrated with the person that we're taking care of. We are human. Humans make mistakes. And we are going to sometimes have these normal feelings of we should have done it better. But just because we aren't perfect doesn't mean that we need to feel guilty about it. Do we need to consider it if it's every single single interaction? Absolutely. But if it's an occasional thing, be gracious to yourself, sweet friend. I know that it is a hard burden and a hard road that you are walking, so we have to give ourselves some grace. Sometimes we will experience guilt as a caregiver when we have to make decisions that are not popular, right? What kind of decisions do we make that are not popular? We make decisions like it's time to take the car away. We make decisions like they're not safe to live alone anymore. We make decisions like I cannot do this anymore and I need to consider a memory care or an assisted living. So we frequently are making decisions that are not um, popular, right? I know for myself, when I had to be the one to take the car away, I was not the favorite child, right? It's a difficult decision to do with and for anybody. But the reality of the matter is that driving is a privilege. It is not a right, which means that we, when we are facing this, we have bigger considerations than just the one person driving. But then I felt guilty about it. I felt guilty that I took the car away. I felt guilty that I was frustrated because I now had to drive them to all their appointments. I felt I felt guilty for wanting my time back. So I had a lot of emotions that I had to work through related to making decisions that weren't popular. And that is certainly something that is a part of feeling guilty as a caregiver. Other ways caregivers experience feelings of guilt is in balancing all their responsibilities. If you're still working full time and you have to balance your responsibility of working and pro providing care for somebody or you're a wife um, and you're married and you're helping your parents and you feel guilty for asking your husband to help do something or the time that you're taking away from your spouse in order to be able to help your parents. All of these are normal emotions that we experience and that can sometimes be misplaced. The first thing you have to know is you acknowledge the feeling. You acknowledge the fact that you feel guilty about it. But then you have to talk to yourself and say, are you truly do doing something wrong? Consider the legal description again of guilt, right? That's a legal determination. And if you're not doing something wrong, if you're if you're not doing something from a harmful spirit, from a I'm out to get you type of perspective, then 
your emotions are valid, but they aren't reality. We feel what we feel for sure, but that doesn't make them a fact. It makes them a feeling and we acknowledge the fact that we feel what we feel, but we don't stay there. We don't wallow in it. We don't sit and just ruminate and think on it over and over and over again, because the way we think is the way we actually end up acting. And what I mean by that is when when we think about these negative thoughts and these, these emotions that we have, and we keep thinking that way, eventually our thoughts lead us downwards. We start to spiral downwards. And that is exactly when we start to feel like life is overwhelming, like you have no control, like things are too much to handle, and that you're never going to be able to do this in the long term. Uh, So be careful about your thoughts, right? Your thoughts are very powerful, and they are something that can truly make or break you in this caregiving journey. So even though caregiver guilt is something that we do experience and something that we do feel, we need to be very cautious about staying there. Because if we stay there, then very, very quickly, our whole entire world turns into doom and gloom and woe is me and nothing is going to ever get any better. So caregiver guilt, yes, is something that we experience. Feelings of not doing enough, feeling guilty for taking time for ourselves, feeling bad because we've lost our patience and we are not doing a good job of managing our own emotions, feeling guilty because we've made different decisions than they would prefer, feeling guilty because we're doing a bad job of managing all of our responsibilities, or even feeling guilty because relationships have changed, the dynamics between our relationships have changed. All of these things are valid. And I understand that we feel these things. But what I want us to consider is how do we not do these, these, how do we not stay there? How during the holidays can we reframe this to be more positive? How can we take the feeling, the feeling that you're not doing enough and just sit with it for a minute and say, list out on a piece of paper, everything that you do do for the person that you love. Because very quickly, then you will realize that you are doing enough, that you are enough to provide the care that they need. And that that sometimes what you're feeling is because of a misplaced expectation, either on your side or on the side of the person that you're helping for. Sit with it for a couple of minutes and think about what it means to truly take care of yourself right? You cannot pour from an empty cup. You need to be able to fill up your cup so that you can pour from it. Think of the analogy, and I know many of us in the caregiving space use this analogy. If you were on an airplane and your oxygen mask falls down and you were flying with a person who needs assistance, you don't put the mask on them first because if they If you do, and then you pass out, that person cannot help you. You put your oxygen mask on yourself first. We have to take care of ourselves when we are caregivers. What does that mean? That means 
getting respite care. That means finding somebody who can help you. That means asking the deacons at your church to find somebody who can sit with you. That means asking people for meals so that you can maybe go take the dog for a walk. It means looking for support. It means focusing on yourself, but that means you have to be active in actually creating that space for yourself so that you can take care of yourself first so that you can do this for the long haul. When you feel frustrated and lose your patience, it is very easy to just say that, you know, you're not good enough. And I get that. But when you are taking time for yourself, you will find that over time, you don't get as frustrated. You don't get as short. And sometimes it just takes a minute to reframe your own thinking before you go in and help the person that you love with whatever they're needing help with. I frequently have to stop myself and say, they are not doing this on purpose. They are not doing this to irritate me. They are not doing this to be hurtful or harmful or coming from a negative spirit. They cannot control this. They didn't ask for this either. And so when I reframe that, it gives me a little bit more patience to be able to to stop and just not get as frustrated. Understanding, you know, decisions that we make. When we, the way to reframe that one for yourself is, yes, many of you guys know my story about boarding school and having been in boarding school and how terribly devastating that was for me and for many, many years how I struggled with that. But I came to a realization and the realization was, My parents made the best decision with the information that they had at hand. They made the best decision. They they had my best interest in mind when they made the decision to put us in boarding school for the circumstances that we were living in. They felt it was better for us from an educational perspective to be in school in South Africa instead of in, say, an international school. They considered all of the options and they had my best interest in mind when they made these decisions. What you need to give yourself grace with is that you, as the person making the decisions for the people who you are caring for as a caregiver, you are making the best decisions for them with the information that you have in hand. And when you reframe reframe it that way, it makes it easier for you to consider that sometimes you are going to make unpopular decisions. Any of you guys have kids that you had to tell no to? Same thing, right? We make the best decisions with the information that we have in hand for the people that we love. And the decisions that we make are not always going to be popular, but that is okay. You can only make the best decision that you can with the information that you have at hand. How to balance your responsibilities, other ways to reframe that one, reframe it by thinking, how can you put structures in place earlier than you really think that you need them so that you can actually create space for yourself and time in your own relationships and in your own work so that you can balance your other responsibilities. So this is a shorty episode talking about 
caregiver guilt and the holidays and dementia and dementia caregiving. A couple of things that you can consider related to the holidays, which holidays are always hard because things are not routine. Things are not familiar. We have a lot of people coming and going, uh, lots of movements, maybe activity that isn't normally there. So some ways that you can compensate for that during the holidays is change the way you do things, maybe smaller groups of people, maybe having the person with dementia sit one place and having people come to them, limiting the amount of time that they get to spend there. But do not feel guilty for wanting to still have the holidays. Do not feel guilty for wanting to maybe create some space. As long as the person that you are taking care of is being taken care of, you have no reason to feel guilty if you choose to spend the holidays with your children, as opposed to choosing to spend the holidays with your loved one with dementia. The biggest thing is you, as the person who is caring for them, need to ensure that they are being taken care of throughout the holidays. And it is okay to say no. No is a possible answer. And it is okay to sometimes say no to all of the demands If that means family is being asking you to do things that you just do not have the bandwidth for, say no. No is a possible answer. You have my permission to say no. So I hope this little episode was helpful to you to consider your caregiver guilt and that your caregiver guilt might be misplaced. I know mine certainly is at times. And to give you a few strategies that you could maybe consider during this holiday period around Thanksgiving in order to be able to still enjoy your holidays, prioritize, make different decisions, and remember just keep your loved one's best interest in mind and it will be okay. Hey there, success seeker. Welcome to Dementia Caregiving for Families. Do you feel overwhelmed with the daily struggle of dementia caregiving? Looking for an easier path? You're in the right place. On this podcast, we teach you the skills to simplify caregiving. We unravel the mystery of dementia and guide you through the often difficult behaviors. I'm Lizette, your host and fellow family caregiver. As an occupational therapist, I bring my professional and personal experience to this community. Here we speak the truth, but without the verbal vomit. I know you will find value in today's program, so buckle up while this flight takes off.